Welcome back to the Full Tank with Phil podcast, the first ever podcast about gambling on NASCAR, and it's the first week of the playoffs. On this week's episode, we are going to recap the season finale at Daytona, a lot to talk about, a lot to break down there, and then that, of course, short up the playoff picture, so we'll talk about the playoffs for just a bit there, a little game that NASCAR has out there, we're going to touch on that also, but then we'll get to the Darlington picks. That's right. We're going to the Southern 500 to start off the playoffs. It's going to be a great race. So we'll talk about winners in the finishing position section. There's a little bit different take this week because the bets are a little bit delayed, but we still have some picks to discuss. And then in the head-to-head section, we're lucky to have back-to-back full tank face-offs because we've got Derek from bettingpros.com and you can find him at picks by blaze on instagram and twitter he joined us to do the face-off i lost last week to chris we'll talk about it before we do the face-off but uh i'm looking to get back into it here and get back on the winning side so we will break those matchups down and have a great conversation with derek in just a little bit so let's talk about daytona blaney is your winner He wins back-to-back races. It can't be any hotter than Ryan Blaney right now coming into the playoffs. Back-to-back races, and then he finished second the race before that. Um, So very hot, obviously, on that 12 car. I was looking back at it. Kozlowski actually won in 2018 the last two races of the regular season, and then he won the first race of the playoffs. So he did win three straight in this time frame. So it'll be interesting to see if his now teammate, Ryan Blaney, can do the same thing. Uh, So not much more you could say about Ryan Blaney. He's just on fire at this point, which is perfect for him because he had such a down end of the season last year with the first round of the playoffs not going his way. So we'll see if he's able to harness this energy and use it for good this time around in 2021. But talking about the race It was kind of sad to see the race not go to the finish line. I did not enjoy the fact that, you know, we we were um, caught here with the yellow flag ending the race. Once they went across the stripe with the white flag, I was really just kind of holding my breath. They were able to make it around to, to at least give us something at the end. But that was not the case. So the the funny thing was we only had two real wrecks for the whole race, it seemed like. Everyone was kind of waiting. So where I was watching the race, I was um, at a bar and uh, had some buddies of mine who were not interested in NASCAR whatsoever. So I was trying to help them understand like what we were looking at. And I just kept saying, hey, these guys are waiting. They're waiting. They're going to go and about 10 laps to go. And, you know, it really just kind of felt like it never really happened. Now, there was an incident with Chase and Tibetadetto. 
I, being at the bar, was not able to see any or hear anything that the announcer was saying. Only from the visual, I could tell you I wasn't thrilled with DiBettedetto. I have no idea how they talked about it on the, the broadcast, so I could be out of line here. But for me, I thought DiBettedetto kind of didn't have to do what he did at that moment in time. I felt like he just got too squirrely too soon. And that really ended up hurting him in the long run, um, as well as the nine car. So those two cars, it kind of sucked to see them knocked out early for something that really, in my opinion, didn't have to happen. And then, you know, the, the race at the end had so many guys in it that were there to disrupt the playoff picture. It's exactly what NASCAR would have wanted on that green flag checker. You had Bubba Wallace, Chris Buescher, Daniel Suarez, Austin Dillon, all those guys in the mix. And that was just so cool to watch. I mean, I'm on the edge of my seat trying to tell these guys, like, oh, my God, there, there's so many different ways this could play out. This could be really cool. Obviously, Blaining winning doesn't upset the playoff picture. NASCAR didn't really get what they wanted there, uh, if that's what they're looking for was chaos. But it was still fun to see those guys go for it and really make a, an impact on the race, even though we couldn't have it go all the way to the stripe. So, we hit with Bubba in the top 10 last week. We had a Corey LaJoy top 20. We missed with Dylan. He was running fourth, and they ended up finishing top 20. We had him to finish in the top 10. And then, like I mentioned, full tank face-off last week. My hat is off. I know this is an audio recording, but my hat is off to our buddy Chris, who came on last week and just completely roasted me. Uh, 3-0, got the sweep there. The funny thing was, we were kind of harping on the Newman versus Bubba matchup, how that one seemed like it was an absolute lock, and that one actually seemed it was like the closest one. Ryan Newman was the DraftKings player of the race, or driver of the race, um, as pertained to points for the daily fantasy players out there. So that was actually very fun to follow along. I got burned on a, a another head-to-head matchup, but... Um, Either way, Chris, well done if you're listening. Thanks for doing that. we got to do it again sometime soon. Um, that's really the, the recap for Daytona. I mean, it was exciting and really didn't shake up the playoff picture that much. So looking at the playoffs now, looking ahead from Daytona, we've got no surprises. And what that does is sets us up for a really interesting cut line right now because you got Christopher Bell and Michael McDowell both race winners of this season, they're right at that cut line. And then you've got Amarola, Reddick, and Harvick just within three points. All the way up, if you get the other way, right, nobody is safe except for Kyle Larson, I would say, this round. Uh, he's like 47 points to the good. Everybody else, if you're within like 12 points, nothing is out there to say, yeah, they're, they're completely safe. One bad race and you're in it. So these playoffs, this playoff structure is, you know, super interesting. I know a lot of people, it's a very polarizing structure, um, but I'm embracing it as a, a person watching and a person gambling on it. It keeps it interesting uh, from that angle. So no one is safe. Now, NASCAR does have, I guess what you'd call like a March Madness type of deal. You can play the, the playoff bracket game. I put an entry in. Um, right now, you only need to just pick the, the 12 drivers. Now, I was looking at the rules to try to see if you needed to choose the exact order that their ranks were going to be after these three races. 
I couldn't tell. I'm going to assume that that is going to play a factor if you're going to be exactly right. But my goal was just to choose the 12 guys that are going to make it in the next round. And I'll tweet out a, or sorry, I'll uh, put an Insta story out there of who I think will make it to the next round. And you guys can tell me if you agree or disagree. So kind of thought that was fun to play around with. Um, more so childish than, than anything else. I guess they're going for more of the, the younger viewers with that little game that they're putting out there for free. There is some money that they're going to be giving out because um, you do win points uh, as the playoffs go on. So something to look at. You know, I use the computer, but I'm pretty sure you could use your phone as well. So give that a look if you're into brackets. I mean, I'm a big March Madness guy, so it definitely scratched that itch a little bit in the NASCAR world. So the playoffs starting at Darlington. Darlington in the past, Southern 500 in the past. I can remember feeling like I was excited for it and then being a little bit let down after the race was over. I don't remember if that's just because my bets didn't really hit or just the race was kind of boring in general. So I look back, they are doing more now at Darlington. I mean, last year we had three races there. This year they've moved two races at Darlington. Um, the first race this season was on the Jeff Gluck Good Race Pulse, 72.4, which, you know, that's seven out of 10 people said it was a good race. Uh, but when you're looking at the whole season, it's definitely in the lower half of the season as far as the, the good race poll. So thought that was pretty on brand with what I'm used to thinking Darlington is. Uh, and this is a, a long race. So if you've got guys, when we talk about these bets and our head-to-head matchups we're going to talk about with Derek, um, it's a long race. I mean, if things aren't going your way early, there's room for improvement. So let's take a look at the track stats here. 120 races in the history of Darlington Raceway. The winner has started on the pole 20 times. Last time it happened was Kevin Harvick in 2014. Ryan Blaney is on the pole this week. The winner starting in the top five. It's happened 60% of the time, and it happened earlier this year. Truex, who won this spring, started fourth. And then the top 10, the winner has started there 85% of the time. It's very important to be starting in a good spot here at Darlington, even last year and this year when there wasn't qualifying. Now, the winner has only started outside of the top 20 six times. So if you're talking about taking someone outside the top 20, you should probably reconsider, especially with the set lineup going into this week. Uh, There's not really that many names out there that I see are going to be able to jump up and snag win. But Hey, who knows? Now, manufacturer trends. This is a big one. No Chevy driver has won in the last nine races, almost a 10-race stretch here. And there's not an active Chevy driver that has won here. Um, Kevin Harvick was the last Chevy to win, and obviously he's not driving a Chevy right now. So that's a very interesting scenario. We've got They've got back-to-back second-place finishes, though, so maybe they're knocking at that door, but looking for the manufacturer trend chevy just has not been lucky here at darlington recently so looking ahead how are we going to kind of break this race down well i'm looking at the normal stats i'm I'm going with the average finish so just so everybody's on the same page as the numbers i'm throwing out there the big things that i'm going to be looking at average finish i'm looking at the last 10 races my data site Uh, is only giving me driver rating for the last eight races at Darlington. So when you hear me call out driver rating, it's 
only just those last eight races, so slightly different, not complete apples to apples in comparison to the average finish, so I'm just letting you know that right off the bat. But there's a big stat that I'm going to harp on. You're probably going to be sick of me, and I'm probably going to be harping on this all playoffs, but we're going to a track that is running the 750 engine package, and it's the first time in a little while now that we're going to be doing that, and a lot of the playoffs are based off of that. So I went back and I looked at the average green flag speed for those racetracks to see, you know, who's been running fast on the 750 package tracks. And so I have those numbers that I'm going to be calling out as we go through the podcast and our, our conversation with Derek as well, um, using those numbers, because I think that's a valuable stat, valuable list of information to have with us as we're making bets. So keep that in mind. And just so you're wondering what those tracks were, there's eight of them. It's Phoenix, Bristol, Richmond, Martinsville, the Darlington race from the spring, Nashville, and New Hampshire. So any of your favorite drivers or guys you like to bet on did well at any of those tracks, you may be in business this playoff round because there's a lot of the, the three tracks, I believe, are um, involved in this package. So let's talk about picks to win. I have one guy who I like better than everyone. He's in my sweet spot, and it's Denny Hamlin driving the 11 car, going off at plus 700. I call him the sweet spot because I like the value at plus 700, but I also like his stats here. So we get it. Hamlin, no wins this year. I know the the same narrative. Everybody talks about that, but he's been very, very consistent. I mean, he almost won the regular season championship without even winning a race. He lost it to a guy who won five times. That's how consistent he's been this season and it's the playoffs so it's time to turn up we're going to reference tony stewart in just a bit when we talk about another guy but hey he did it a few years back and uh, i'll get into more detail with that later but just because you didn't win a race up until this point does not mean that he cannot kill it in the playoffs so looking at his last 10 races at darlington two wins six top fives seven top tens Average finish is 9.0. That's good enough for fifth out of everyone on the circuit. And his driver rating is fourth, 106.7. What that's telling me is he's consistent here. Having an average finish and a driver rating that are kind of right near each other means that he's running his race and he's getting the finishes that he has earned. He is absolutely not a slouch at this track. I mean, you just can't can't get around it. He has the numbers here. He, in 2019, so if you're looking for a pattern here, all right, I marked down this pattern, and this is a bit of a stretch, but 2019, he finished outside the top 10, backed it up with a top five, and then got a win. So that stretch of three races, outside the top 10, fifth place, win. Well, then, the two more recent races at Darlington, he finished outside the top 10, a fifth place finish. And now, if that pattern were to continue, I know it's a crazy pattern, but if it were to continue, he'd be on the, the winner circle this Sunday night, Labor Day weekend. So bit of a stretchy pattern there, but I love looking at that kind of stuff just to see if, you know, the gambling gods are out there, if those patterns mean anything. It's just something else to kind of get behind. Now, if that's too too crazy for you, I get it. But here's something that's absolutely not crazy. Average green flag speed at the 750 package tracks. Denny Hamlin is above and beyond everyone. He is first 
4.0. Second best is like 7.0. This is huge. This is something to really take into consideration. And the thing about it is I think that we're not really used to this package, right? I mean, we're kind of, it's been a while. It really has. Last time we ran it was New Hampshire, but you know, for that, it was Nashville. We're used to the Hendrick cars dominating all summer. For the most part, their success has been the 550 package. So I can see how this would be sneaky for the 11 team to get in there. He's starting second. Okay. And we talked about how being in the top five is very important. He has led laps in eight of the last 10 races. Denny Hamlin is my one to watch sweet spot plus 700. I like everything about it from what we're talking about here tonight. So lock me in the 11 car plus 700. I love it. Now we're going to go talking about our current champion. Because how could you not? Martin Truex Jr., when I say current champion, I'm talking about at this racetrack. He won in the spring. He's looking to back it up now. And two times, I wanted to look into this too, because he won a race earlier this year, and two times in his career, he has swept a racetrack that was in the playoffs. So in 2017, he won the first Kansas race, and then in the playoffs, he swept it and won Kansas again. In 2019, it was Richmond. Won the early race at Richmond, won the playoff race at Richmond. So 2017, 2019, two years later, 2021, he's got three chances to do it in this year's playoffs, but hey, why not now? He's going off at plus 500. So big chance here for Truax to really snag a good start to the playoffs. In his last 10 races at Darlington, two wins, two top fives, six top tens. His average finish is 9.3, which is sixth compared to everyone. His driver rating tells a little bit different story. Kind of different what we were saying than Denny. His driver rating is second, 116.7. So JGR has been decent at these tracks so far this year. He is third in the 750 package green flag speed. So very good stuff. And he had the second fastest green flag speed when we came to this track, specifically Darlington, earlier in the spring. And here's another little interesting tidbit about Martin Truex Jr. Since we've switched over last five years, this playoff uh, structure, he won three of the last five playoff openers. That's really important. I mean, that's a team. That's a driver who understands the importance of getting off to a good start. It's like baseball, leadoff hitters. I'm a Phillies fan. We lived off of Jimmy Rollins for years. The World Series, he opened up the World Series with a leadoff home run. That's, that's the kind of stuff you remember. Those are the athlete, those sports moments that you remember. Martin Truex Jr. seems to have a knack for just getting it done early. So big stuff there. He starts 10th. We talked about the importance of starting position. So winning last time at Darlington. Very important. That was the last time he won. So in that camp, this is an important track. They can clearly look back at their notes. They have something to build off of. Plus 500 in that 19 car, another JGR car, lock me in. So now the last guy I'm going to call out to pick, Kevin Harvick. How could you not? He's plus 1,000. I mean, call this a long shot. Do it. That's fine. I'm fine taking a little bit of a stretch here. I have to do this. This might be the last time, if he doesn't show up here, that I do something like this. But this is kind of the same as Denny, right? No wins this season. I mentioned Tony Stewart. Tony Stewart in 2011 had zero wins and went on an absolute tear, winning, winning 
four races, I believe, in the 10-race span of the playoffs. So it can happen. And, you know, you look at Stewart at that point in his career, pretty similar to, to Harvick. I mean, a, a dominant driver, a veteran guy, somebody that can just kind of turn it around. If Stuart Haas can, can do something here in this playoffs, it's going to be Kevin Harvick, you'd have to imagine. We'll talk about his teammate in a second here, but he's just too good at Darlington. I mean, I know I keep getting sucked into the tracks that he's just really good at, but that's why I said this might be the last time, because I don't know if there's any other tracks out there in the playoffs that are this great for him. Three wins, eight top fives, and ten top tens at Darlington. It feels like every time we're talking about a guy who has 100% top tens in the last ten races, it's usually Harvick. I mean, that's just crazy. In his last four races, he's won every other race. So, talk about patterns again. He didn't win last time, so I guess you could say he's due. His average finish is first out of everyone, 3.8. That's in 10 races. That's insane, 3.8. His drive rating is third, 116.2. So, historically, he's the man, right? There's no getting around it. He is the guy at this racetrack. But then you say, well, you know, he's having a quote-unquote down year. He finished sixth at Darlington earlier this season, all right? And looking at the green flag speed at 750s, he's eighth. But the thing about Harvick is he's improving. He's getting better as the season's going along at these racetracks. Third fastest at New Hampshire. That was the last time they ran this. And then the two previous races, he had the sixth best average green flag speed. So what we're seeing here, in my opinion, is a guy who very clearly knows how to get it done. He knows where Victory Lane is at this track. Value. That's what we're talking about here. Plus 1,000 is value. I looked around a few different books. That's really consistent what we're seeing. Lock me in for that four car. And the value for the historic stats we're getting here for Kevin Harvick. And so with that, it's the four car locked in. The 19 of Martin Truex Jr. and Denny Hamlin plus 700 in the 11 for our picks to win at Darlington. So next up, this is the finishing position segment of the podcast normally, but this week, for whatever reason, something's going on with the lines, the top 10s and top 20s. I only got one sports book that's giving me the top 10, so I'm able to look at that number, but no top 20s this week because I like to get the podcast out as early as possible and don't really want to wait around any other days in case they do delay it even further. So what I can guarantee you is... If I see a top 20 that I really like, I'm going to put that out there on Instagram at Full Tank Phil in the story section for you to look at and comment on. If you like or dislike it, you let me know. But I do have a couple, one real bet for finishing position and then a couple other props. So we'll start with the props because I called out two JGR cars that I liked to win the race. JGR as a team is going off at plus 150. Um, if you select the, the team prop. And I really like that for a number of different reasons. One, I laid out a bunch of stuff about Hamlin and Truex. But if you're just looking at the full team, four, both all four of their guys, rather, are in the top 11 in average green flag speed at the 750 packages. you got the first best guy, the third best guy, the 10th, and 11th. So that's really impressive that JGR is able to put that type of team and, and program together on these racetracks then if you look at the other stats three of them are in the top five for driver rating three of them are in the top six for average finish and we're not including the 20 car because it was drive by eric jones driven by it's terrible grammar my grandmother would hate me right now um 
Eric Jones driving that 20 car is up there in those stats. So Christopher Bell driving the 95 isn't up there, but he's something to, he's a force there to be reckoned with, I would say. So the point being here is JGR as a program plus 150 is a value that I am looking to take. Be kind of hard pressed to find any of these teams with four guys that are that solid at this track. It's just very, um, very interesting to me. If they were like minus money, I would not be interested in, in this bet, but plus 150 definitely wets the whistle. So I am into that JGR plus 150. Now, talking about top drivers for a manufacturer, I called out Kevin Harvick to win the race, but I got another guy in mind here for the top Ford, assuming maybe something happens to Harvick. I like to kind of have eggs in different baskets here. I'm looking at Joey Logano plus 350 to be the top running Ford at the end of the race. He's second in average green flag speed at the 750 tracks. That is something that just jumps out to me um, because, you know, you have to go down the list a little bit further to find another Ford driver. Last year, he finished third and sixth. Ran here few times last year. It was unprecedented. Uh, so he had a bad start to the year last year with a bad finish. He backed it up with a third and a sixth. And this year, he had finished outside the top 10, 13th place finish this year. So I would say maybe running here multiple times is beneficial to that 22 car. They gain a little bit of knowledge. They're able to put something to it. If they're running up in that top five, I would say that there is something to that statement. So I definitely have my eyes on this team is normal stats here, eighth in driver rating, seventh in average finish, and he finished second in 2018. So he has a knack for being up there and, you know, finishing in the top five, you're giving yourself a shot at being the top running driver in the manufacturer. So plus 350 is the good value as well. You're not getting good value there for Harvick being the top forward. Um, plus 350 for Logano is something that I am very much attracted to. So now let's talk about some top 10s, at least one, one top 10, because I'm looking at the top 10 values and I hate it. I hate everything. There's nobody out there that I'm like, wow, that's a good bet. That's a good pick that I like, except for maybe one. Almarola plus 210 to finish in the top 10. Now, this is why I'm kind of unhappy that the top 20s are out, because I would have loved to see where he's at there, but plus 210 to finish in the top 10. Last time we ran a race on a 750 package was at New Hampshire Motor Speedway, and Almirola won that race. And he didn't just, like, fluke his way into it. He really performed extremely well. So that is something that has my attention. Looking back to last year with Darlington in 2020, he had back-to-back top 10s. There were his only two career top 10s at this racetrack, but 7th place and ninth place. Now... I think he might have gotten a little too ahead of himself there uh, this year because he did wreck five laps in to the race in 2021. But in that time span, he was able to have the fastest average green flag speed on track in those five races so or five laps. So very important here that even though he was out early in a terrible finish, he had a fast race car, even though it was only for five laps. So all of that stuff is telling me, well, he's got a real shot at it here. And so looking at the the full gambit of eight races, 750 tracks, he's fourth in average green flag speed. 
fourth. That's shocking. So now put the playoff lens on it. He's got to make a push. Stuart Haas Racing has two cars in and two cars out. They're going to throw all of their resources into Harvick and the 10 car. You might argue that Harvick's getting a little bit better push, but hey, those stats that I just read out are better than Harvick's. So Almirola definitely has a real shot here. And in order for him to survive, I would have to say that their their goal in the race shop is just to survive and make it to the next round. They're not talking about, you know, Final Four or anything like that. They, they want to get as much money as they can from the sponsors. And the more they move on, the more they get that. And the more Amarola kind of proves himself. So that's got to be their goal to survive these three races. He's going to run a strong race. That's my thought here. And I love a guy who's, you know, going out there with that type of goal. So Good strategy there. He's a great value, plus 210 to finish in the top 10. I love that. So that's really the only finishing position bet. I know that's kind of lame, but I'm not not seeing the top 20 odds, and I don't like any of the other top 10 odds at the moment. If I do see anything else, I'll throw that out there. Now, there's one throwaway bet that I'll just put out there into the atmosphere and maybe speak it into an existence, but... Chase Briscoe finished 11th here in the spring. He's plus 400 to finish in the top 10 this time around. He might be more of a top 20 pick when those lines come out, uh, just because of how he performed earlier this year, top 11. So there's going to be somebody wonky up in that area, that top 10. So why not Chase Briscoe this time around to crack that top 10? Just something I, you know, barely any research on that one, but kind of speaking it out there, and maybe I'll be throwing him out there for top 20. But that's going to finish out this segment of the podcast. If it isn't Mike Honcho himself, shake and bake, buddy! Shake it! Before you bake it! Here I come. Slingshot engaged. So now we get to a great conversation um, that we recorded earlier with Derek. You can find him on Instagram and Twitter at Picks by Blaze. He also contributes to the site bettingpros.com. Derek came on to do a little full tank face-off. This is going to be the part of the podcast where we get into the head-to-head matchup. So if that's one of the things you look for week to week, this is the way we're going to approach it this week. I'm, I'm trying to come back after a 3-0 sweep last week, and I'm feeling pretty good about the picks. We had talked about some really good matchups in this conversation. So without further ado... Let's welcome on Derek. Well, now we are thrilled to have on the podcast this week, Derek, uh, on Instagram and Twitter. You can find him at Picks by Blaze. Also contributes to bettingpros.com. Derek, thank you for coming on the podcast to start the playoffs. Phil, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Now, uh, I know when you originally reached out, you had uh, Daytona in your uh, in your sights, yeah. but um, obviously we had Chris coming on last week, so I I had to apologize. We we picked the first week of the playoffs, which I still think is a, a pretty good spot. Um, but how'd you do last week, actually? Since since Daytona was uh, one that you had in mind. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. Um, you know, like you said, you can't go wrong with Darlington first playoff race, so. Glad I was able to uh, get in the line uh, with talking a little bit of NASCAR with you. But last week was a great week. Um, Austin Dillon over Brad Keselowski was huge. 
he was leading. He was ahead of him all day, so I was happy with that. Uh, I had a little head-to-head there. Um, but all in all, it was good. Uh, had Bubba top three. Uh, luckily, Ooh. he got that, got through that wreck. So I uh, was looking for that blue car to sneak through. Uh, so I actually had Bubba and I had uh, Chris Busher to uh, have top threes last week. I uh, didn't have anything on Ryan Blaney, but I uh, was very grateful to have uh, those two make it out of that wreck. So it was a great weekend, uh, which got me really excited for this week. That's fantastic. Really, uh, that had to be some good value there. So congrats on last week. Now, um, just wanted to get your your background. I mean, you know, how you got into uh, NASCAR, betting on NASCAR, and um, kind of how you ended up here talking with me. You know what I mean? How, what, what got you interested? Yeah, so it uh, kind of goes back uh, late 90s. I actually had a classmate of mine uh, whose who's family – watched NASCAR religiously, didn't know much about it. I was good friends with him. Uh, so I went over to his house one time and they were talking about NASCAR and how they're going to watch this race and it happened to be the uh, 1998 Pepsi 400. Uh, they were all Jeff Gordon fans. Jeff Gordon won that race, uh, actually was the first nighttime race at Daytona. Um, so it was, it was fun to watch. It's a race. Obviously I remember for that reason. Um, so I became a Jeff Gordon fan. Uh, I eventually became a junior fan. Uh, I saw him coming up the ranks. Uh, so I joined, obviously, watching him. Then when he left, I uh, jumped on with Chase Elliott. That's been successful for me, obviously, rooting for him. Uh, so I'm a, you could say I'm an HMS guy, uh, you know, just kind of following all those drivers. But Chase would be my, my driver if I had to choose one. And uh, from a, a betting perspective, you know, over the years, uh, I had some buddies that we would do we would do, you know, the fantasy NASCAR stuff where you'd pick a couple drivers, kind of start them throughout the course of a week. Had a lot of success with that early. Loved NASCAR, loved the sport, uh, loved sports in general, but found a lot of success uh, early. And when you're a kid, you know, you're, you're what, playing for two bucks or you can have yeah. my, you know, a snack at lunch or something like that. So uh, <laughs> not a great deal, uh, you know, from a financial standpoint, but then the later uh, kind of time went on, gotten in a few other leagues, a few other pick them things. And I just started finding success, uh, in just being able to kind of predict, kind of able to just see maybe that guy's always been good or that team's been good. So I just, I thought, well, maybe I can translate it into, um, you know, the sports gambling aspect. And that's obviously gone, um, pretty big here in the last few years. So yeah, luckily uh, I got in and, um, I'm enjoying it. It's the learning process for anybody that's out there. You know, it's just a learning process. You don't have success overnight. Uh, it is all a grind. You got to do a lot of research, but at the end of the day, you know, I, I feel like I'm trying to learn so much that I can help others. I can help others, uh, with some of the information or ideas. So that's kind of how it got me all into it. And kind of brings me to where I'm at today. I, I love the sport. I think in 2022, with everything they got going on and, and the new car, and obviously these teams are starting to shift around. It's such an exciting opportunity uh, for anybody that's just jumping on as a NASCAR fan or uh, <clears throat> a gambling, um, you know, kind of having that niche uh, and wants to jump on the NASCAR train. It's, it's definitely going to go places um, as we go through this year and into next. Can't agree more. I mean, that's that's a great breakdown, and uh, it definitely sees, seems like you're you're in a good spot here to come on and, and give some good uh, 
good some picks, good advice. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm glad glad you found your way to this spot right now. I'm, I'm excited to to get into this here. So we were gonna do the the full tank face off. You caught me uh, coming off my first loss <laughs> of the year. So how do you how do you feel about that? I'm kind of licking yeah. my wounds. I got swept last week. Well, I'm a little bummed. I was hoping I was gonna be the first one to you know pull that upset. Uh, <laughs> yeah uh got you coming off a loss uh selfishly you know i hope it's maybe two weeks in a row hopefully uh you know i can i can upset you here again and uh for us you know joining you on the pod uh kind of keep that run going so yeah yeah, uh, we'll see what happens i've been going back and forth on these uh all day last couple days so should be i'm excited I'm excited. Now you had uh, messaged me. This is just more me being interested, but yeah. um, you had said like, Hey, you know, I see a couple of lines on uh, barstool and, yeah. and then, you know, you know that I probably use DraftKings more right. from what I've said. Well, what, what's your go-to? Cause I, I found out, you know, when we talked before you're in PA, so we have yeah. the same kind of access to the books. What's your go-to book for this? Uh, yeah. Barstool sports book is, is my go-to. Um, they have a few, uh, brick and mortar casinos uh, locally, but from an online perspective, uh, and they kind of preach this, they, they are for uh, the fan. They are all like, just, they do everything they can to help anybody that's looking to bet on a game or bet on a race or uh, whatever it may be. So they're, they're for the fans. And I found them to be the best. They give the best lines. They give so many different options. Uh, you can parlay all these different things their sports, uh, all the different platforms that they have. So I found them to be uh, where I have little issues with. Um, they're always, obviously, they're social media darling. Uh, for some, <laughs> yeah. But they, uh, they, they do it right. They know how to do it. They build it from the ground up. So that's, that's my primary book. That is interesting to me because I've, I've always, uh, like, I have the Barcel app. I just haven't made an account for them yet. Yeah. Um, so it does make me interested when I hear someone like yourself, who's betting NASCAR heavy, you know, makes me interested in, uh, getting into that because, uh, maybe I could take advantage of that as well. So I appreciate that. Um, so let's get to it. Right. I mean, you know, the, the rules are in case this is the first time anyone's listening, uh, we're going to talk about three head to head matchups out there and, uh, Derek's going to choose first. And whoever he chooses in the head-to-head matchup, that's who he gets. I get stuck with the other guy, and then I'm going to do it right back to him, and then he'll be the uh, the tiebreaker here as the guest gets to choose twice. Um, so getting to choose twice, do you feel that's a little bit more pressure, or does that make you feel like you're in the driver's seat? Uh, I feel like I'm in the driver's seat because I'm coming okay. out. It's like, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of fantasy football drafts going on. I had to pick one of one. So I got my guy uh, who I feel like is obviously going to produce the best uh, this week. So it kind of puts that, takes that pressure off. I'm always, I'm very curious in who you'll take obviously uh, with your spot. And then I, you know, I got one, I got one left that I feel like is, uh, is going to produce and do really well this weekend. So it's no pressure. All right, good. I love to hear it. So let's, uh, let's do it. Who is the first pick in this week's face-off? Yeah, so I was looking at uh, Chase Elliott versus Kevin Harvick. Uh, for Chase Elliott in his last nine starts, which 
He only has nine. He's got two top fives and four top 10 finishes. Love that. Uh, his last five races, he's finished 19th, 4th, 38th, 20th, and 7th. Uh, he's got an average of 18th place finish in his last five, which is not great. Uh, however, I don't feel like that tells the complete story. If you remember, he was wrecked twice uh, last year. Uh, with 20 to go, he was wrecked. He got dumped by Kyle, who made a mistake coming up and put him in the wall. And then last year, Martin Truex tried to get down below, uh, make a, a pass for the win, and and they both uh, went in the wall. So uh, I don't think his his finishes necessarily dictate uh, his statistics. Uh, on the other side, you look at Kevin Harvick. I mean, he he's not really uh, – obviously hasn't won this year, and not a lot of people are really talking about him coming into the playoffs. Uh, but his worst finish since 2013, last 11 races at ninth place. Uh, he's won two of the last four. Uh, and if there was ever a place for Kevin Harvick to get his first win, would obviously be this weekend. Now, you probably think I'm going to Kevin Harvick, but I'm actually going to Chase Elliott. Uh, wow. Chase Elliott's going to be my driver uh, for this week. And, again, it goes back to looking at the last those last two races where he got dumped in, from second place and got crashed out of first. So I think he finds success that his dad used to have there, and he's going to go find his own this weekend. So – I appreciate the breakdown of both those guys. Yeah. That was a roller coaster. Um, I didn't yeah. know which way I was going to be stuck because I started looking at, I started looking at uh, Harvick's, and then uh, started, I thought you were going to go him, and then went to Chase. So, yeah. uh, so I'm with ball. Harvick. Yeah. So, I have to tell you, I, you know, I mentioned this before we started recording, but um, I did start recording a little bit um, before this and Harvick was a guy who I called out as a, you know, I guess you can call it more of a long shot to win the race. Um, so I'm not upset that I'm getting stuck with him uh, for yeah. a lot of the reasons that you said. Um, so I'll, I'll make my case against chase. Okay. I, I saw this matchup. This was on, um, on DraftKings as well. Yeah. And uh, I saw this matchup knowing that I was going to take Harvick to, to win the race I didn't know if I wanted to double down on him, but I, I'm fine doing it, getting stuck with him. Yeah. He has not finished outside of the, as you mentioned, outside of the top 10 um, in 11 straight races. So I hear what you're saying about getting dumped by Chase, you know, for Chase and right. having those results come out of those things. But just looking at this year, uh, both those guys finished the race and mm -hmm. Harvick was one spot ahead of him. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a, a year where Harvick's kind of having a down year. Um, I think it's very obvious that Chase is definitely more of a um, threat to win a championship. Uh, but when you look at one of the things I'm focused on this episode is the 750 package and mm -hmm. how these guys have done this year, at the 750 package. These two are right next to each other on average um, this year, eighth, eighth or sorry, seventh and eighth. So there's not a huge gap between these guys. And if you were to tell me, you know, Chase Elliott, Kevin Harvick, 2021, you'd probably think there was. So I'm not upset with Harvick. Like you said, if there was a spot to get it done, it's this racetrack, three wins. I mean, he's a monster here. So I'm not, I'll never be upset if someone sticks me with a guy who's won three times in the last 10 races. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it and eat it up. I appreciate that. <laughs> so let me but, ask you this. Let me ask yeah. you So. Uh, obviously, uh, Harvick and, you know, all those guys uh, over there, Stuart Haas, they haven't necessarily seen the speed 
they haven't been all up in contention, you know, throughout the year. Obviously, Almirola won at Loudoun. Um, do you think Ford is hiding something, waiting to kind of unleash it uh, into the playoffs? Or do you think uh, Chevy just kind of continues on, especially HMS, continues on um, kind of with that dominance that they have? So um, if we're talking about the, the teams, yeah. then yeah. I, I think it's my thought, and I'm going to see, I guess, pretty quickly here if this thought is correct, but uh, Hendrick has been great on the tracks that are run the 550 package. And I've heard people on the radio and, and on Twitter or whatever say, like, this is great. You know, it's great to have such a dominant summer. But the playoffs are made up of a lot of 750 tracks. And so Ford with the Penske crew um, has been, you know, decent there. And Almirola and uh, Harvick have actually been pretty good. Like Almirola, I talked about him being in the top 10. He's fourth green flag speed at the 750 tracks. So that's surprising, I think, to see. So I am... And and they're only getting better. Like from the start of the season to now, like their their average green flag speed is is faster more recently. Um, so I don't know if they're hiding something, but I think maybe the Penske crew. But with uh, with Stuart Haas, I think they might be just be finding something okay. late. Um, but we'll see. You know, because these these three tracks are definitely going to put them to the test. That's for sure. Um, so yeah, that, that's my thought there. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. You know, you never know. Um, so I, I, you know, good pick, good pick. Chase obviously is a, uh, I mean, and you went with your, your favorite guy too. So, well, that's now that's not why I went with him, but yes, uh, we'll a, see a couple people out there probably like, Oh, obviously saw that one coming, but <laughs> I, I genuinely believe when we look at, you know, uh, you know, who could win it this weekend, my more of my faith is in chase. Yeah. No, I, I, can understand yeah. that thought process, especially when we're talking about 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, so Chase and Harvick off the board. Okay. Um, so this is the one I always say, like, I got to get this one right yeah. last night or last week, rather. Uh, I, I missed with Byron over Logano. Um, so that that's a killer. And that leads to a sweep. I would say, so last week, Daytona, I was, it was a bit nerve wracking picking head to heads because you never know when the big one's going to happen and, and how your guy's going to get sucked up. So it's kind of a crapshoot, um, you know, in a way, I mean, you can make a good bet, but get wiped out this looking at these head to head matchups. Mm-hmm. I am perplexed. Like I don't, it, it's very hard to find one. Like even the one we just talked about is, you know, you could go either way. Like we can make a case. So this is the best I can do. I'm going to call out Christopher Bell over Tyler Reddick. Okay. Um, that's on, that's on DraftKings, And I think they're going off at even odds minus 115, but um, I'd have to double check. I actually took my app away, but this is my thought process here. So if you look at this on paper, average finish, uh, Tyler Reddick, they both been here four times and, you know, average finish Tyler Reddick actually, is better than Christopher Bell. Um, and head-to-head at Darlington, uh, Tyler Reddick has a, a 3-1 advantage um, just going head-to-head. The thing here that's getting me, and I think I swore 
that I wouldn't do this anymore. But because these matchups are so tough to, to pull out value, um, I'm looking at Eric Jones about how he's done in that car in years past. And Eric Jones has been so good at Darlington. So I think you have to take into consideration when you're reading these numbers, Christopher Bellin being in the 95 um, for three of the four races, subpar car. Uh, and now he's hopping into a vehicle in a race shop that's been really good here, including a, a win for Eric Jones um, and, and, and six top tens, four top fives. That's Eric Jones' number in seven races. So I think I did swear I wasn't going to do that anymore uh, because it just hadn't been working out. But then you put the, the playoff aspect of it. Tyler Reddick snuck in, and he's just happy to be there. That's my opinion. Um, now, he did finish 12th here earlier in the year. But I think as a whole, RCR, they're, they're you know, they're the, the kid at the dance who's just like thrilled. He's walking around, you know, maybe he, he scored a date late. He's, he's just happy to be there. JGR as a whole is looking to win the whole thing. And he might be the low man on the totem pole, but he's still a, a factor in that 20 car, especially at this racetrack. Those guys are used to doing well here. So that's why I'm going Christopher Bell over – Tyler Reddick. So, um, are you okay with Tyler Reddick, or or is that not something you're thrilled with? Well, I better get okay with Tyler Reddick because actually Christopher Bell and Tyler Reddick was on my list. So uh, you you took that one. I stole that. Oh, uh, yeah, I would say I would say that I was giving the hedge there to Christopher Bell uh, on DraftKings, like you said. Uh, Reddick is the uh, favorite, slight favorite, one fifteen versus Bell at one hundred five. Okay. Um, okay. And I agree with everything you said. I mean, the equipment element, I mean, Gibbs goes down there and they just seem, they seem like they win so much. Um, that's kind of like their playground back when Carl Edwards was racing and he won, he called it Carlington. So, uh, you know, they kind of got a little playground down there and I don't disagree. However, when we think about this weekend and we think about Tyler Reddick, yeah, you're right. He did sneak in, but his teammate, is not in the playoffs. So how I feel like, as I hope, if anybody from RCR is listening, please take this into consideration, uh, <laughs> that they give Reddick all the all the top-tier equipment that they can imagine. Hopefully Hendrick is giving them the best engine available, fifth-best engine, and uh, you know able to pull off. Uh, he's a favorite right now, so hopefully he continues and uh, pulls that off. He's got a second-place finish and a fourth-place finish uh, in Xfinity, so he, he knows how to be towards the front. Uh, and like you said, I know he snuck in, but maybe he just needed that little bit uh, just to get in. He's got the experience, obviously, winning the Xfinity Championship, like he said over the weekend. That that doesn't always, because it's a different year, different car, all that, but that experience, that pressure for a new guy getting in has to be taken away. So hopefully he's going in with a little confidence and uh, be fun to watch if Reddick and Bell are uh, close in the, the you know, closing laps of the race. So I'm good with Tyler Reddick. I'll take him all day. Good stuff. And I think you hit it on the head there um, that these two are going to be around each other all day. It doesn't matter if they're like battling for top 10 or if they're like battling for top 20, but I, I feel like where one goes, the other one's going to be. So it could be a, a fun matchup to watch for sure. As we're following this. So, I agree. All right. Well, two, matchups down and now you've got the the rubber match so go ahead and lay it on us um 
who are you rounding the the roster out with here? Well, hopefully this guy, uh, if there is a tie between the first two, hopefully this guy gets it done and uh, propels me into a victory. So I'm looking at the William Byron, Joey Logano matchup. Uh, as far as William Byron goes in his six starts at Darlington, Byron has two top five finishes and two top 10 finishes. Obviously he's had only a short career in cup, so that's not too bad. Uh, although he hasn't obviously gotten some of the finishes as of late, he's been consistently uh, up front and contending. He got collected in a race at Day Daytona last week, finished second at Michigan, got collected by the curbing uh, after running top five at Indy, finished sixth at the Glen. So he's kind of got, you talked about this before, I think it was last week where there was a driver that was producing bad luck and producing bad luck. So this would be his producing week in my regard. Uh, as far as Joey Logano goes, uh, he's got 15 starts. He's got a top 10 uh, rate of 46.7%, top five rate at Darlington at 26.7%. So he's he's able to get it done as well. I uh, got a little bit of a nerd stat for you. Uh, Logano has completed every lap except for three since 2015. He's only been three laps wow. down in those uh, races. So he's obviously contending up top. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to hitch my ride here to the Chevy camp since you gave me Reddick. I already picked Chase Elliott. Uh, William Byron, I feel like he's uh, one, of the, uh, one of the hottest young drivers coming in. I feel like this could be a track where it really kind of puts him more so on the map. He's got a lot of names, obviously, in front of him. But in looking at you know, him going up against Joey, uh, I'll, again, I'll take, I'll take William against that matchup all day. Very good breakdown. Um, I stared at this matchup as well. <laughs> this was one that I took last week at Daytona, and I was like, man, do I want do I want to run it back or not? Um, so I'm glad that we're talking about it. Yeah. Um, so let me start with Logano. I'm getting stuck with him. Um, I don't indicated any either of these two guys, but uh, I'll make my case for him going um, Back to that whole 750 package mm -hmm. conversation. He's second out of everyone in the races in 2021 that have, or in the racetracks that have run that package. Um, so his average green flag speed at those racetracks is um, 7.0, which is good enough for second. So only behind Denny. Um, that is encouraging to me because just like what we were saying about the Ford camp, um, you know, we can kind of apply that specifically to Penske. Logano is he's becoming the captain of that group with Kozlowski out of there. So I think there's a lot of like focus on that 22 camp um, really performing. And it would not shock me if they were the ones kind of holding back and jumped up here. So earlier this year, he finished 13th. You know, not great. That's not what I want in a head-to-head -head matchup. I would feel very uncomfortable if he's running outside the top 10 all, all race this uh, weekend. But a third and a sixth last year, that is kind of more his speed. That's more what I'm looking for here in a head-to-head -head matchup. Tough to beat. Um, but I think you're making the right pick with William Byron. Um, even though Byron is, is, you know, not as good at the 750s, he's still top five. Um, right. And I, you know, last two races, a fourth and a fifth. I'm someone who has money on Byron um, to win the championship as a, you know, super long shot. 
I, I really like William Byron and what he's been doing this season. He's just like sneaky good. Um, for, for all, you know, you just laid out a, a good list of, of reasons why, you know, he could be a lot better, um, you know, if, if some of those things fell his way. So I, I think you're making a, a good pick in Byron. Um, I, I laid money on him in the Pocono weekend to win the championship because I came across a street sign uh, that said by it was a street named Byron. And I was like, holy shit, like this is, this is something. Um, so I, I had to do it. You felt like it was the gambling gods telling you, That's Hey, exactly here's, right. your, here's your path to success. That's exactly right. Uh, you know, the gambling yeah. gods, I'm a big believer in them. So, so yeah. So first race of the playoffs, you need to, you can't end up like Blaney last year, right? You can't put yourself in a huge hole. And um, you know, these are two guys that I think, need to really grab the bull by its horn. So um, I don't hate Logano for the reasons I laid out there, but I think this is going to be a really strong matchup. But like I said, all of these head to heads, the books are doing their job this week. I would say um, they're tough and this could really go either way. Last week, I, I definitely felt like, you know, I was kind of playing from behind a little bit, but this, this week, because the books are giving us some tough matchups, I'm feeling like this could really fall one way or the other here. I don't know about you, Derek. No, I, I feel the same way. I think, uh, like we mentioned a little bit ago, we're going to find all these guys kind of being around each other throughout the course of the race. There's really no reason why they won't. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like, I like my, my horses here and uh, hopefully we can uh, put enough, enough wins together that uh, pulls another upset here on the, the podcast. That's right. You bring me back to 500. I, I don't, <laughs> uh, I don't want that, but uh, yeah, so you're all Chevys and yeah. I'm uh, let's see, I got one Toyota, one Ford and uh, do I have two Fords? Forget well, who I had in the first Harvick. matchup. Yep. You got Harvick. Oh, Harvick. Harvick. That's right. Yeah, two Fords. Okay. All right. So I'm anti Chevy. And you're, yeah. you're all Chevy. Okay. Yeah, it worked out. Um, very cool. So then just two more things to, to throw out there. Um, one, I just wanted to have you kind of enlighten me. Uh, you were telling me right before we started about some, some problems maybe with the 11 camp and, and Denny Hamlin on uh, social media. I, I was telling you, I, I picked him to win. I really liked Denny this week, but maybe this is a, a problem. So this was yeah, kind of breaking yeah. news you threw at me. Yeah. So I guess this is your uh, gossip corner segment uh, <laughs> for me, but yeah, no, I was scrolling through Twitter just right before we were getting ready to, to talk and uh, saw Denny Hamlin's name trending. Uh, not for the best of news, obviously it's the internet. So you don't know uh, what to believe always, but um, yeah, there could be some distractions potentially going into this weekend uh, regarding him and, and his family. So we'll, we'll see what happens over the next couple of days. I know reporters and uh, people are going to be asking about it. Uh, if, if the reports are true, uh, then obviously it's going to be uh, the topic that most people, even if you're not an NASCAR fan, will probably be hearing about. Um, so we'll see, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Some trouble, trouble at home possibly yeah. for the, I mean, I know that he and uh, Jordan fish, I believe is the name mm -hmm. of his uh, significant other. I, I know that they've had some back and forth over the last few years, but it sounds like it's starting to really crumble here, which is a shame. Um, and definitely a shame for the 
11 car gamblers out there as well. Uh, yeah. We'll see. Maybe, maybe he uses it. I don't know. We'll, it's very interesting to see how guys um, in any sport kind of react to negative press. Um, so that it's was not, interesting. It's not good for the sport either. Cause I was thinking about it as well. You know, we're, we have this momentum, you know, going from Daytona into the playoffs. And if all this comes out, obviously is true. Even if it's not, it's a story right yeah. now. It's not really pointing NASCAR in the greatest of lights. Uh, one of their owners, co-owner, you know, driver, all that. So um, it's a little bit of a bummer as a NASCAR fan that we are. Uh, and yeah, been watching it for a while. It's just, I always want to see NASCAR, you know, have a moment where it's successful. Then another moment where it's successful instead of these moments, I feel like as a fan where it's, uh, positive, then negative, negative, then positive, then negative, negative. So hopefully we're wrong, but in the event we're not, you know, uh, there might be some distractions, but the playoffs are here and uh, hopefully we can all be thinking about, you know, what's going on. Yeah, uh, it's a good point. Good yeah. point all around. Um, then last question. I mean, I didn't really uh, give you a heads up on, on this one, so no worries if you don't have anything picked out yet, but um, any bets that you like for the championship? Do you like any guy uh, for any value or anybody that you're kind of keeping your eye on maybe as the, the championship gets closer to throw some money down on or um, is yeah. it too far away? No, I don't think it's too far away. It, it's tough in the NASCAR world, uh, obviously having the last race be uh, a head-to-head or a face-off yeah. between four guys. Yeah. Um, that makes it challenging uh, in some regards, but, you know, looking at guys that have some good value right now I mean Byron, you know, Byron's a guy in great equipment. He could be somebody uh, that is contending uh, in the final eight round of eight to get into that final four. Um, uh, Bell was another young one that I thought, you know, he's got talent like crazy. Um, but I, I honestly think you can, you cannot ever count out somebody like Kyle Bush. I feel like he's just lurking right now. And he's arguably, you know, still one of the best drivers if not the guy um in the sport from a talent perspective uh, obviously has the equipment so um i wouldn't say by any means that larson's going to be dominating the playoffs uh we see obviously when we get to these points it's hard it's it's really hard i i don't even know i wrote down something here that i don't even think he he necessarily gets to the final four and that's that's maybe a, a, a interesting take but um uh, it's one thing to do it in the regular season and then with these races if you have one or two bad weeks you're you're hoping for a win just to stay alive so uh not anything that i'm putting my money down on yet but those two bell and byron i'm very interested to see what they do uh in the first the, the round here of 16 what about you yeah i mean i i I can't disagree with anything. I, I think it's very hard to find value in a championship uh, pick for the reason that you said, because the final four, you know, kind of evens everything out um, at the end. But um, I mean, Kyle Bush is a good call out. He's right now third plus six fifty to win the championship. I don't hate that. I think he's very strong and I think he might be someone who's just been kind of biding his time here. Um so, and I can't disagree with the Larson take. I really, you know, I think we've seen that guys with the huge leads to start the playoffs get complacent a little bit. I mean, um, and these tracks are, 
there's some of them that have not been the ones that he's been dominating, right? He's been dominating the 550 package, not necessarily 750. And that's what the playoffs made up of. That's really the whole horse that I'm riding this week um, on this episode, trying to make that clear. So uh, it wouldn't shock me in the least if he didn't make it to the, the top four. I just wish there were odds for that type of thing. You know what I mean? To say like, yes, no. Uh, I would probably be in the no camp because you might be getting some good value there. So uh, right. I, I can't disagree. And like I said, um, I do have money on Byron on a, right now he's plus 1200. I believe I got him at like plus 1600 um, earlier. So I'm, I'm kind of riding that wave, but we'll, we'll see as we get closer. I'm a guy who likes to um, see whose back is against the wall. Last year I cleaned up because I threw money on chase to win the championship uh, when he was down and out at, um, Martinsville, I guess it was right. The, the last race before the, the championship yeah, 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 and, the win, uh, yeah, the win to get in, yeah. the win to get in. I did it with Blaney in the first round and didn't pan okay. out, but with chase it did. So I, I like to look for that kind of stuff, you know, especially if it's someone who's capable, um, exactly. trying to, cause like I said, the value is not always there. Right. Um, so yeah, good stuff. Any other, any other things to look out for, uh, on, on your eyes right now? Um, that's a good question. Um, still waiting for some of the numbers to come out. Um, you know, the, the groups haven't necessarily come out for uh, those group, the driver versus driver versus driver. Um, so I'm waiting to see what, what the books do on that end. But I think the guys that we talked about, you know, some of them are uh, not necessarily the top favorites, but they're, they're in that mix. So uh, if we can get some of these guys in different groupings and we're able to put some money down them on them, maybe a plus 300 if Bell is in a group plus 300 or Reddick's a plus 340 or something like that. Nah, that's, that's enticing uh, when you only, they yeah. only have to beat three other guys. Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's going to be a great week, I believe. I mean, pump that the playoffs are here um and we'll see what happens i do have uh two little gambling tidbits for you if that's okay i'll make sure. it quick um so i i when i'm watching it or getting ready to watch it i have i have two little theories so maybe this is the theory section uh but <laughs> uh it's a so i have one that's a failed inspection theory and this one is like tried and true for me uh, i feel as if whenever i see a guy bob hockris kind of reports on it somebody's failed inspection once, twice, has to go to the rear. That's a big deal for me. And I, I actually tend to then put my money on somebody like that um, because there's wow. something wrong. There's something fishy with the car. Uh, we saw it a couple of years ago where it really kind of tipped me off. Jimmy Johnson won the championship at Homestead. He had to go the whole way back from 40, 40th or 43rd, whatever it was back in that time, to win his last championship. Chase had to do it last year as well, you know, in the, in the championship race at Phoenix. So. So I kind of go uh, on to a little bit of these that are failing. And you hear it so many times with crew chiefs saying, there's a gray area. We always try to go past that gray area. If NASCAR finds us, they find us. Um, so I, that, that's something for you and for the listeners, um, you know, thinking about if you ever see something like that, just kind of give it a little bit of an idea. What's that guy been doing all year? Uh, how good of a car does he have? And that could, because the races are a little longer. So uh, that's one. That's one that I kind of go to uh, almost every time. Uh, the last one is that I have a helmet cam theory. So I have a helmet cam theory and thinking that nobody wins races when they uh, NBC or Fox um, put that helmet cam uh, on the drivers. I've never seen a guy in Cup <laughs> Series win 
a race and I will not bet on a guy, whether he's the favorite or not, I will not bet on a guy if he is has a helmet cam. It's the weirdest thing I understand, but it's my thing. And that's I like that, it. That's something that I've found to be like, nope, I'll stay away from that. And I'll stay away from anybody that's sponsoring primary sponsor for uh, McDonald's because uh, they have obviously had a long track record in the sport where they haven't won. So, yeah, those, those couple things right there, just a few of my tidbits I wanted to at least uh, say to you. Uh, I don't know if it's groundbreaking or if you ever thought about those before. I love it. I mean, I, I love the helmet cam thing. It, I guess for, for me, I like to put my bets in earlier. So for me, yeah. it would be like turning on the race and seeing like a guy that I, I, a lot of money on has one like god damn it like i'm, I'm jinxed um but I the notifications on so i i look for that stuff <laughs> the uh the the sent to the back deal is fantastic yeah. because that's yeah. you know especially if you can get updated odds on that before the race starts um because that's a that's a crew chief trying to push the limits and that's that's why it's worth uh taking a, a flyer on somebody if, if you see them go to the back and you can get some extra uh value there that is a even if you can't i mean if, you know th that's still a good theory I, I like it it's very sound I, I think there's something to that it's proven itself to me time and time again um and it's it's just something that i i kind of hitched my wagon to and i i feel like has has worked for me obviously i've made money off of that theory so i'm gonna like it i'm gonna endorse it um, the helmet cam theory, I follow a guy on Twitter, uh, at Andy V Jeffries. Uh, he, he's the one for Fox and NBC that he'll post pictures, uh, of guys that have cameras on their car or cameras on their helmet. So I know instantly who am I not betting on for this weekend? So, so he does that earlier in the week he, then he, he does it closer to like, uh, if a race is on Sunday, it'll come out maybe Friday or Saturday. Oh, wow. Um, he's pretty, he's pretty consistent with it. Um, had to do a little bit digging to find it, found him, came across it one time, obviously hit him with a light or a follow so I could find out. So I go to his page every week, um, which is kind of funny, but I, I do that just to, just to see who's I got that it. helmet cam. I absolutely love that. That is <laughs> so cool. That's why I like, that's why I love talking to just gamblers because everybody has their thing. You know, it's, it's just like a little little quirk and and it makes total sense to me like because i'm i'm right there with you so very cool um very interesting i love it um good stuff well remember it's picks by blaze on instagram and twitter that's where you'll uh you'll put your picks out each mm -hmm. week right Derek? that's correct and uh, bettingpros.com you're you're contributing there as well um so Awesome stuff. This was so great to talk to you. And I definitely hope to, to have you on again. I think we have plans already booked out, but uh, definitely looking forward to the next time we talk. Phil, I appreciate it. I appreciate your time. Uh, and I appreciate what you're doing in the NASCAR community. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, I feel like it's going to, what your platform and what you're doing is going to help uh, elevate the gambling landscape for all NASCAR fans. So uh, kudos to you. And thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I appreciate that. Very, very nice. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we will, we will talk again soon and good luck this week in the, the face off. Uh, see how that shakes out. You as well. Thank you. Well, we can't thank Derek enough for coming on. It's great to be able to bounce some stuff off of somebody else here and we got full tank face off back to back weeks. So we'll see how that 
plays out. It's going to be very exciting. We'll put the uh, the old bad Photoshop tail of the tape out there for people to take a look at, and we'll see who comes out victorious this week. Uh, just a great all-around weekend for gambling, and I got a little bit of dilemma throw out there in case anyone has any advice for me here. So, I mean, we've got Darlington on Sunday night. We've got college football back Saturday. It's phenomenal. Um, I also want to put out there DraftKings. I mean, take a look at your sports book, whatever sports book that you use on a normal basis. They're probably going to have some sort of promo around this time because college football is back. The NFL is back. DraftKings is throwing out their free money. Please take advantage of it, and then you can use it on NASCAR this weekend and next. But from what I saw, we've got the Hammer the Over promo for the Georgia-Clemson game. It's where every time a certain amount of people take the over in that game, the over-under line actually drops. And the last time I saw it, it was like 27 uh, in that matchup. It's free money. Like the max bet's 25 bucks. You're going to walk away with 50 bucks. Like absolute free money. And then next week for the Cowboys and the Bucks game, they're allowing you to bet a max of 50 bucks, and the Buccaneers are plus 73. So, I mean, this is just free money season right now on DraftKings. Keep your eyes peeled. If I hear anything else about these other books, I'll throw it out there. But uh, it's just free money. And to me, that's all just extra money to throw down some maybe heavy bets on NASCAR. So keep your eyes peeled. But a little bit of a dilemma because... It's like every sports fan's like classic conundrum. It's my anniversary weekend. Every Labor Day is, uh, you know, our anniversary falls in and around that long weekend. And typically, we go out to eat nice dinner on the Saturday night. Well, this week, uh, my wife booked it, and it's Sunday. It's 7 o'clock Sunday night. The race starts at like 6.15. So I, I don't know how to play it. I mean, do I do the old, like, phone at the dinner table is that kind of frowned upon you know i i know for a fact that this place doesn't have televisions do i do the old like airpod in just look like a total asshole at dinner um or just kind of check updates as it go like what do you do in that scenario do you like what's the threshold of like just pissing off your significant other and just holding in i mean do i just like dvr it and and run the risk that you know somebody messages me or i see something on instagram like what do you do in that scenario if you're out there listening you've been through this let me know i mean i, I just think that's like such a classic uh pickle and i just can't believe it's happening to me so um really interested let me know what how you get yourself out of that jam and um It'll help me out. Help me deal with this uh, emotionally come Sunday night here, Labor Day weekend. So either way, I'm going to be drinking, having a good time. But, um, you know, would love to be able to see the race live. I just don't know if we'll be able to pull it off. And if you're in the exact same situation as me this weekend, um, also let me know that as well. We can commiserate together. Well, that'll do it for another episode of the Full Tank with Phil podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And thanks again to Derek at Picks by Blaze for coming on do the full tank face off we really appreciate his time go out make sure you get those free bets available throw that money right in to the nascar race this sunday and we will get geared up for the rest of the first round of the playoffs because the playoffs start on sunday remember drive fast take chances and we will see you next time no place to go
Go. Oh. 